You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on a huge weekend for Scotland A dramatic 3-2 win against Israel Means Stevie Clark's side are in the driving seat For a World Cup playoff spot Next up is a trip to the Faroe Islands Not always a happy hunting ground for the national side Shea Adams is out but Grant Hanley returns from suspension I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Many time Scotland striker Kenny Miller And one time Scotland defender Mark Wilson Yes and what a weekend it was I can't remember A night at Hamden that For a long time Gordon Scotland getting over the line It didn't matter How long it took us Or if it took us to the 95th minute We still got there And the three points were all important Now what is important is We don't take tomorrow night's game for granted And think it's going to be a walk in the park Steve Clark's men still have to prepare right to get another three points tomorrow To put us in prime position Come next month Kenny Miller It's great to have you You're back over the road For a while And you got a nice Treat at Hamden on Saturday Brilliant I absolutely loved it uh, Listen it did take to the 94th 95th minute But it was thoroughly deserved I thought the lads were excellent uh, Goals obviously disappointing One was a, obviously a worldy free kick Conceding soon after Getting back into the game Was obviously disappointing I'm sure Steve feels the same on that But we got there in the end And it was it was well deserved Because I thought the lads played excellent What did you make of it though? 01419511025 That is the number uh, To get in touch with the guys And let them know How you felt at the weekend We've had a lot of Disappointments on this show How many times Have we had to soul search And go over all the bad things About a Scotland result Or performance Let's embrace the chance To do something a bit more positive 01419511025 Were you there? How good was it? How... Impressed were you with the finish to the game, the atmosphere? I'm sure lots of you were jumping about your living rooms or various pubs across Glasgow and the West and beyond as well. So wherever you enjoyed it, pick up the phone and let us know what you took away from it. 01419511025. And of course, the quick nature of international football, straight back to it tomorrow night. So surely, surely this time we come through this test without any problems. What would you do to the team? How would you change it? All the usual pre-match questions. Pick up that phone and let us know. Um, Mark, think before we even get into the the nitty gritty of of the game and players and tactics and, and moments within the match, the thing that most people seem to be taking away from it was was just how great an occasion it was. Like I said, there. I think no matter where you watched it, you probably sensed that Kenny and I were lucky enough to be in the stadium. You watched it at home and it just felt like just felt like a big night, as big a night as we've had for a while. Yeah, don't rub it in, Gordon. I <laughs> I was the unlucky one in the studio who sat in my living room and watched it, but I, I still got a sense of what drama and the atmosphere, uh, what it was like, uh, and seen the fallout from it as well. You know, the the players taking a lap on her after the game, going round the pitch, the atmosphere that followed it. You were saying that people stayed in the stadium. I mean, when was the last time we had something like that? And it's against Israel, but against a team who we were familiar with, who we've struggled to overcome in the past. And you just think, when that goal goes in the last minute, maybe it is another turning point. We managed to do it at the Euros. We managed to get there. I think certainly that was a turning point for this squad. And what a cut qualifications. This might be the point. You've just seen how it pulled everybody together. And what a remarkable occasion that the, the camera panned round and showed some of the young audience that was there, some of the, the little kids who would never have experienced a Scotland game before. Yet what a game they've picked to go to. So I think the players and the manager um, should take huge credit and be very proud of what they actually say for the country. And I hope that they can go and back it up on Tuesday, which I'm pretty sure they will. But we're, you know, 
We're ever so close mm. To getting where we want to be It did feel special didn't it Kenny It felt like a special night It was great You know see having fans back In a full house at yep. Ham There's nothing better You know it was it was the perfect night For, for Scottish football mm-hmm. as well There was a bit of drizzle <laughs> That The pitch was immaculate There was 48-50,000 there at the game you know, as a player, you wanted to play on these Saturday afternoons at Hamden. Full house, again, the Tartan Army's just had enough time just to get yeah, themselves a just, little bit just drinks, for it, Just yeah. have a few drinks <laughs> and, uh, and head to the game. So it was fantastic atmosphere, real electricity. And there's no doubt, you know, the players get energised by that, you know. So in the 94th minute, you could, I mean, there's no doubt the Tartan Army probably played a part in sucking that ball into the goal, you know. So it was great. B- big, big result. You know, the result, I felt, was well-deserved. But... I felt the performance was excellent. Mm. You know, I thought there was control about it. I thought Billy pretty much ran the game. I thought he dictated the tempo. I think Callum McGregor's an excellent foil for him and, and Billy's an excellent foil for him. They play the game the same way. They want to bounce off each other. They control the game. Again, for a young man just making his, what was that, fifth or his sixth cap, I felt he was, he was absolutely excellent. And I thought the front two, again, have, have, have linked up pretty well. That they caused... The cause Israel all kinds of all kinds of problems. She Adams, I know he's out for the for the game tomorrow night, but he's maybe no just getting the, the, the rewards that he's played mm-hmm. deserves at the moment. In, in, in regards to goals, Dykes his, his partners kind of getting those rewards at the moment, but as a as a partnership, they really look like that's flourishing at the moment. So Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson are here. Let's hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll kick off with Josh. Josh, how good was it on Saturday? Good evening, Gordon, Kenny, and Mark. How are you doing, guys? Good, thank you. Thank you. Saturday, Gordon. Saturday was, I was saying to the producer there, it was probably the most complete game of football I've ever been to in my life. It was definitely the best, probably, it was probably the best game of football I've ever physically been at. Um, You know, the team, I just, I can't sing the praises of the team enough. the, to a man, every every one of them in the second half particularly was was just phenomenal. Um, Billy Gilmore there, Sharpillo. I, I I feel like I feel like we're see what I mean with Billy Gilmore, Gordon. It feels like, and I know McTomney, Robertson, McGinn, all these guys, world class players, you know, play at a top top level, absolutely brilliant. But with Billy Gilmore. It feels like we're genuinely seeing a generational talent here um, unfolding, and I, I really, really believe that he can go into one of one of the best, the greatest Scottish footballers, and and, and I mean that. I, he just looks everything. He's got everything packed to. You know, the ball's zinging through the air, and he's already thinking two or three steps ahead. But he's passing. He's absolutely phenomenal. Or uh, who else? Uh, John McGinn back to his best. Um, Callum McGregor, amazing. Scott McTomney, just what, what, what a day, Gordon. Uh, and and as, Ken, as Kenny was saying there, uh, we uh, we got well, well lubricated after that result. And before, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, please drink responsibly. Um, I think this is, we'll get into the, the individuals. You've already shown your hand on what you thought of Billy Gilmore, and we will elaborate. But interesting there that Josh rhymed off a few. And we're about to hear from Stevie Clark talking about the bond between the, the you know, the players and the, the crowd. Something that sort of dawned on me when I was thinking back about the game is you can almost run through that full team and there's so many standouts now and, and the fans really relate to it. Like you would ask youngsters in the crowd, who's your favourite player? And I'd imagine you'd hear a wide range of Gilmore or McGinn or Robertson or McTominay. You know, they're now there a serious number of players in that team that 
the fans are, are really enjoying watching what they're doing. I don't even think it's the lads in the team as well. It's the lads that are sitting watching. Mm. You know, if you look at our bench now, it's so, so strong. I mean, you're absolutely right, Josh. Right through that team, like to a man, I thought the lads were excellent. And the good thing about the team as well is, like I said, the strength and depth's there because Hanley's out, Henry comes in and does the job. And you know what? It could have been Liam Cooper. Like he's playing in the Premier mm. League at Leeds. Their, their players are playing at such a high level now that if one guy steps out, it might be tough for them to get their place back because there is someone there waiting who probably has a, a genuine case to turn up at the start of that week expecting to play. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that the squad's in a real good place. I have kind of been kind of banging this drum for a few years now. I feel we're better and than what we've actually shown. I feel we don't give ourselves as much credit as what we should. But I think you talk about the bond. There's no doubt what they've just been through in, in, in qualifying for the Euros will definitely have brought mm-hmm. them together, gave them a belief and a confidence that they can go and achieve it again. Let's hear what the manager thinks of that. He says it was great to see that bond full time. He says the players will benefit from feeling the love from the crowd. It was also important, I think, uh, the other night to not to milk it. That's not the right. It's not the right phrase. But for the the public and the the players to have that little moment after the game where. Was a group of players that qualified for a, a major tournament after 23 years, and they did that in an empty stadium. And there was never, there's never really been the chance to have that sort of interaction between the the players and the, the supporters. And that was a nice, nice thing, nice bit at the end of the game that we could do that. Obviously, you scored a goal in 93 minutes. Everybody's got that euphoria, but there was, there was still about 50,000 people in the stadium. They all waited. They believed in the team. They believed that we could maybe nick the three-two, which we did. And it, it was a nice moment. And good for them to feel loved, you know, footballers are, are no different to anybody else, we all, we all like to feel the love, Every, we're human beings, everybody likes to feel that little bit of adoration and that little bit of love, and these players have worked hard to to do what they've done for the country, I keep saying that every time they turn up they want to do well, you see that, you see the way they work, the way they apply themselves, so it was, it was, it was a good moment. Uh, but one that now we've got to park and, and get ready for the next tough challenge Josh, I know you're a big Scotland fan, where did that moment rank when it skips up off Scott McTominay's chest or stomach or whatever it was and it went a bit too high in the net for my liking uh, I thought it might have been good over the bar where did that moment rank for you? Hard, hard to say Gordon probably top uh, probably top I mean the atmosphere I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure a couple of years within the ground the atmosphere at full time was honestly rocking it was amazing um, and, and, and and you know that you were talking there about the, the kind of um, relationship and, and the love between the fans and the team that's been created by Steve Clark. He's created an, an, an atmosphere of togetherness in the team that, that I, I don't really remember seeing, and it's really difficult for to create that in an international setup because the guys aren't there together all that often. Um, and, and and just you know, see just to be back back in Hamden, you know, full house. It was just absolutely phenomenal. And you know, if if Billy Gilmore's there, shirt Pirlo, um, then, then Stevie Clark's there, shirt Mourinho. By the way, because he is he is just I, I cannot speak highly enough of the man. Um, and, and to be that humble, um, it's just I cannot speak highly enough of him. Mark, are either of those nicknames going to stick? What do we think? <laughs> I'm not too sure. I mean, Billy Gilmore, listen, absolutely tremendous. But it's funny how Steve Clark, I was on the show after the Denmark game, and there was people calling this show saying that Steve Clark's time was up. He should go. He should think about going. And now, look what a couple of results done. That that big result against Austria away is absolutely huge. But it was so important to follow up with three points. We could have afforded a draw on, on Saturday night. It wouldn't have done us that much damage. But just getting the win. Just adds to mm-hmm. Steve Clark and and what the fans think of him and you know he goes again and wins tomorrow 
And puts us in a great position Then you you can only look at his tenure Scotland manager in a positive light Taking us to the Euros And putting us in this position And he's got these players Like the guys have said In cohesion Playing for one another And he's got a system That actually mm-hmm. works So everything's looking good at the minute Thank you Josh Let's bring in Simon And see what he made of it Hi Simon Hi guys how you doing um, I think my heart rate's maybe just Just about <laughs> got back to normal I just want to pull Josh up in one thing I don't think it's uh, You got the nickname wrong there I think Pirlo's actually the Milanese Billy Gilmore. So right, quite right. You got it round the other way. I like your thinking. I think he's more I... like a Javi, by the way, not Pirlo. <laughs> Either <laughs> Good way, to see none of us are getting carried away, though. No, not at all. Uh, I've got. So I'll go. I'll get the negatives out of the way for the game first. I think the first half we were really poor, um, especially early on. I don't know whether it was the early Israeli goal or the, um, you know, the atmosphere, the big crowd, but we looked spooked early on. I think Nathan Parson is going to play as I think he is, and he's going to be. He looked like a boy who was playing his, the biggest game of his career and he was nervous, he was trying too hard, he was trying too much. In the second half, he completely settled down, he got back into the swing of things and he was excellent. I think that uh, Andy Robertson, that was his best game since he became captain for me. I think he, was, he drove forward, his crossing was excellent, he was giving his all. I think in the second half, his tactical switch, it looked like we were asking McTominay to come into midfield a bit more, uh, which allowed Billy Gilmore to push further up the park and be alongside uh, John McGinn. And what I say about John McGinn, the best backside since J-Lo, one absolute player, and he's <laughs> going to be, if he keeps if he keeps growing the way he is as a player, he is going to go to one of the biggest clubs in the world, and he'll be an absolute superstar there. Just absolutely delighted, and, and again, what Josh said, an absolute incredible atmosphere. I've never experienced anything like it, especially at full-time. Everybody just bouncing up and down, and staying for about 15 minutes after. It was just, it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah, well said. I agree with a lot of that. I feel like we will spend from now to late o'clock And this is not a bad thing We could almost just pick out one by one Billy Gilmore's had a shout You'll get another one uh, The best backside since J-Lo uh, On John McGinn according to Simon Who am I to argue What a talisman he's turning into Kenny I mean, I think he's 11th Scotland goal it's Something like 10 and 10 qualifiers Or something like that And what a goal it was as well Team out, effort as well Outstanding Listen it was a really really good goal Really good build up Again, finding John just at the top of the box there, and again on his on his left foot, he can put it wherever he wants, and it was a fantastic finish. But again, I think I think Mark just touched on it there. We've found a system now that works, you know, and it, and it suits the players that we've got. Kieran Tierney again, we've, we've just been talked now for what two, three, four years now. How can we get Tierney and Robertson in the team? They're two outstanding footballers, both left backs, by equally good left backs. Probably suits Kieran more than what it would Andy Robertson to be playing left-sided centre-back mm-hmm. And again, I think even seen on Saturday He get, he actually helped Andy Robertson in that attacking sense by going round him Andy Robertson found himself inside quite a lot Actually, in that left uh, that That's where that goal came from, didn't it? The foot. So, with Kieran Tierney being up mm-hmm. there, you know so Because Kieran Tierney's a wonderful left-back You know, and he's a real mm-hmm. attacking talent as well So, it's trying to find a way to get them both in the team Well, well, Steve has He's found a system that works and it suits And it allows Kieran to actually still get forward mm-hmm. Not as much as he would like, probably But it allows him just to help and support Andy Robertson On that left side McTominay at the back is a midfielder Stepping into the mm-hmm. centre-back area Again, I really, really think it suits us Really helps us And it allows us to get Another player Another really really good Footballer Into the team And I'm looking at The midfielders here We've got McTominay Again playing centre back now You've got Now you've got McGregor You've got Gilmore You've got McGinn Well you've got also McLean who's, who's a really really Good player as well Armstrong Again these guys Like I said before These guys can probably Find themselves a little bit mm. Unlucky not to get a game you know, so we're trying to get as many of these Ryan good Jack players. still Ryan Jack recovering from injury. And so we've got so many players in that area that 
we're mm. trying to get as many of them in the team as we can. And Steve's found this way, this system that suits our players, by the way, suits them down to the ground and they're, and they're, they're mm. performing and they've responded to it. Again, results help. What they've just been through will definitely help as well. Mark, it seems to be the night for nicknames. So producer Callum suggested you are the Cumbernauld Cafu. I don't know if I can, I can say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. Ah, thanks. I tried, I'll take I, that. I tried my best. Yeah. Um, Simon mentioned Nathan Patterson. Like every international game at the moment, the full week in the lead up was centred for many people around who should play it right back. And Simon probably sums it up pretty well. The old game of two halves on Nathan Patterson. It's no doubt about it He did look nervy In the opening stages But why wouldn't you? You know the the whole build up Like you said Was about Nathan Parson Or Stephen O'Donnell I think everybody Had got their, their team Written down apart From that right back here We were on here on Thursday Me and Daz I think thought That O'Donnell would play Daz would have played um, Nathan Parson I was I didn't mind either way um, So He was right to be nervous but he settled into it Whatever Steve Clark said to him at half time Settled him down And you know we got a lot from him In the second mm. half Going down that right hand side And it's it, At international level I don't think it's just enough To get into crossing areas And just whip ball after ball I don't think that works I think he actually has the composure To do everything Stand up a defender Go by him Make the right choices at the right time So there's no doubt about it He's got a, a huge future ahead of him And I think he'll play again tomorrow night I think he should play again tomorrow night Now Easier environment That will build his confidence mm-hmm. Even further The listeners are giving it a good go tonight We've had the Ayrshire Pirlo Simon's telling us John McGinn's got the best backside since J-Lo You don't need a quirky catch <laughs> phrase To get on the show But 01419511025 Thank you to Simon We'll take more of your calls next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson are here It's 01419511025 Obviously looking back on a dramatic win for Scotland on Saturday night If you've got something else up your sleeve that you want to put to the guys uh, You can feel free to do so But we go straight back into another big game tomorrow Faroe Islands against Scotland So we are building up to that one Kenny, were you, ever, you were never scarred by any of the Faroes uh, debacles They were maybe a bit before your time A bit before my time I only came across them once It was uh, Parkhead what would that have been 2005-ish mm. It was a comfortable uh, win six. wasn't it It was yeah We were five at half time so You scored a couple I, I only got one And Walter took me off 15 minutes into the Into the second right, I yeah. actually said to me at half time He goes right How how much long do you want to play Because we're playing Lithuania Away on right. the Tuesday or the Wednesday And I says Gaffer you need to let me stay on I want to go and try and get another couple Boyd had got a couple I think Faddy had maybe got a couple yeah. as well I'd, I snuck a penalty in uh, it was our worst penalty ever Managed to sneak it in But like I said You can't nearly miss yeah, It went in So uh, he said to me How long you want to play Because you'll be up front On your own on Tuesday night And I was like Let's give me an hour I need another goal He went right You've got 15 minutes And you're off So that was it Sure enough On the hour I was off But no we won 6-0 I'll take that tomorrow I'll take a lot less than that Three points please um, 01419511025 We're about to speak to Alistair Let's quickly hear a bit more From the manager Who says the full focus is now on tomorrow's clash And says the senior players Are already making sure The squad are not Taking the game for granted It was a big night for us A big three points But ultimately It's just another step On the the road To hopefully secure In second position and, and getting into the playoffs So it was nice to enjoy it It was a good feeling Around the camp The last couple of days But this morning Back focus uh, Tough game for us In the in the Faroes We've got little spies Around the camp And people walking around Listening to players' conversations And as you're walking past them You know they I've heard them already Talking about the, the trip to the Faroes The sort of more senior ones That 
that recognise the, the pitfalls and the dangers in these games, telling the young ones what it's going to be like over there, how difficult it's going to be, and everyone around the camp just trying to get the mood right. Uh, well, let's hope the mood is right. Tomorrow, Alistair is in Falkirk. Alistair, how's it going? Hi, Gordon, how you doing? Not bad Getting at all. How are you feeling after Saturday? Oh, buzzing, buzzing, Gordon. That Saturday, Saturday was, I think, I was my, my first... Time going to Scotland competitive game, a, a, a few friendlies before, and uh, just everything about Saturday, maybe take away the first half for the majority of the performance was absolutely unbelievable. Just the, the atmosphere beforehand in Glasgow, getting to the stadium, in the stadium, and then obviously getting the win last minute winner, you, you can't get better than that. Then the half an hour, 40 minute party afterwards in the stadium. But I think the vast majority of the fans stayed. It was it was electric. It was brilliant. I wish I didn't like it in my life. You picked a good first competitive game to go to. That's for sure. A few people have mentioned, and I think anyone who saw the game that difference or contrast between first half and second half. Kenny, what did you make of the first half, and 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 what was so much improved in the second? You know, like, I think sometimes you can get caught up in what the scoreline is in the game. Listen, we were better in the second half. Mm. Listen, there's no doubt about that. But just because we were getting beat 2-1 doesn't mean like we weren't playing well. You know, I felt the two goals we lost were, were disappointing, particularly the second one. We just got back in the game because from the minute they scored, we were the team that were in the yeah. ascendancy. You know, we were pressing and pressing. And it was the same after the second goal went in. We were the team that's pressing and pressing and pressing to try and get back into the game. We just never got rewards. But again, we had a chance at the end with the penalty. Again, had we went in 2-2, we might have been having a different spin on the first half. You know, we might have been talking about, ah, it's poor goals, but by the way, we're still in mm-hmm. the game. Well, the second half were better because we won the game 2-0 in the second half, you know. Uh, but we were, were dominant. I thought felt we were dominant throughout. Like I say, we've touched already on some of the big performances within the game and I felt the players we would look to control the game, I felt they controlled it for long, long spells of the game. By the way, they're a really good team. They've got some really, really good players, particularly in front areas. They've got midfielders who can who can control the game in, in their own right. We took that away from them. If mm-hmm. you look back on a time we played them at Hamden uh, a few months back, I felt they had that kind of control. I think Natsko played as as the, mm. as the six, as the, like their captain, and he controlled the game one night against us. Well, they never had that opportunity no. the last two or three times we've played them. We have dominated the games, and we fully, fully deserved the win. Yes, the second half will be... It was better, it was, but I don't think that the first half was as much of a washout as what mm. people are making out. Uh, Mark, did you worry any... St- or when you see Lyndon Dyke's penalty not go in, do you start to worry that it's, that it's not your night? Funny enough, No. I was actually still pretty optimistic. I I totally agree with what Kenny was saying there. There's no doubt that we were better the second half, but the first half, I think, because there was those kind of three moments of disappointment. The the first goal getting in so early kind of made the crowd a wee bit deflated for a for a period, and then when we lost that second goal right after the crowd were up, I think you know again everyone was down. Then the penalty at the end of the first half, and everyone kind of remembers those moments. Mm-hmm. But if you take the actual open playing how we were like Kenny says how we were pressing um, I thought we were okay the first goal we, we scored I thought it was a brilliant goal you know we, with Tierney Roberts and then McGinn but the second half obviously we went up a level and that's what we've got I think in this squad players who can go up a level and, and really stand up mm-hmm. to the challenge you look through those individual individual players Josh and Simon were mentioning some of them you know McGinn and Robertson and Tierney and McTominay big names and, and they can perform on the big stage And I think the second 45 minutes That's what we got Our big players Actually all performing at one It wasn't one or two They were all doing it together yeah. And that's how we got the result 
Uh, Alistair, I make no apology for this because it's great. We don't get the chance to do it where you can just go through them all one by one and, and kind of pick something out of you know how impressive the performance was. Who stood out for you? Uh, for me, Rob Robertson. He he definitely had. I think Robertson and Gilmore probably had the best games overall performances. But I mean, second half you can credit the whole team. Yeah. The whole team were fantastic. Second half you could. Well, if it was just the second half, you couldn't pick out a best player. But I think for throughout the whole game, Robertson mm-hmm. and Gilmore were the two best players. Yeah, what about Andy Robertson? Because he's in the he's in that sometimes unforgiving position, Kenny, where he's a Champions League winner, a Premier League winner. He's the Scotland captain And people Are always going to look And judge him based on his Liverpool level It'll always be That accusation Oh he doesn't quite hit the heights That he does for Liverpool It's a bit of a no win situation But he sets up two of the goals At the weekend And the one for Dykes in particular That is That's the Liverpool Andy Robertson That delivery was that, that That's the type of service You dream of I'm sure that, but that, That's where we want Andy Robertson And I think again The system Like Mark's alluded to earlier It suits Andy as well It allows him to get forward And the fact that Kieran Tierney is behind him And naturally being a left back Andy Robertson can go and attack is like, Particularly in these types of games Yeah, mm-hmm. Obviously we're going to Against your Denmark and Austria He's going to have to defend mm-hmm. a little bit more But in these games With the greatest of respects To kind of Israel and the Pharaohs You've got a good, you've got good covering Kieran Tierney. Like, you know, if you're as a fullback playing in that left-sided centre back, Kieran Tierney's more than more than comfortable going out there to cover him. So I think it, it really, really suits him uh, to, to play this role. It is a bit of a, a, a no one for him. We had the same with Darren Fletcher these years. We mm-hmm. playing for Man United, and he was getting these. Did you feel that as a, as a member of the squad with him back then? Well, you could see some things that were levelled on, but mm-hmm. as, a, as a teammate, you know, we wanted Fletcher in the team all the time. That's why I eventually took the captaincy, you know, because he was such an important player. And the, the only thing I can say about these types of things, but again, and considering Fletcher, not no so much Andy Robertson because he plays all the time. Anytime big games came about for my United, Fletcher was in there. You no, know, these Champions League games, mm-hmm. these big league games, because he's reliable, he could do the job. And he was an outstanding footballer, mm. ultimately. That was it. Yeah, they might they might have not quite hit these heights, but it's a different game. You know, international yeah. football is completely different. He's surrounded by a, a different a game with the greatest respect to, to the lads that he played with. He's surrounded by a different level of player as well. Uh, I suppose the same could go for Andy Robertson. But Andy's he's, he's having to take a lot of responsibility. He's still a young player, a young man. Mm-hmm. He's taking on the responsibility of the, of the captaincy. He's uh, yeah, he's won Champions League, he's won the Premier League now as well. So there is a lot of responsibility on him. So you know, I think for me, he's, he's responding really, really well. Yeah, we'd love to see more of these types of performances, and I'm getting into areas that we would love to see him getting for Liverpool. And his, his delivery is excellent. I mean, you just got to look at the number of assists he puts up each year. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's an outstanding player that we want to get the best out of him how we can. And I think this this system definitely suits him. That's all well and good about Darren Fletcher, but have you ever heard the story about who ke- who took the captaincy off him at Scotland Schoolboys level? Was that you? Is that oh, Willow? Oh, was it was me. Oh, what's the me? What do you mean, was it Gordon? <laughs> that sums up. He thinks it's more likely rich. to be I, me than you. I tell you what, it, it's quite topical. I shared a room with Darren Fletcher in the Faroe Islands. Uh, I thought you were under sixteen. Fletcher, to be fair, no, no, no he had careers <laughs> took a slightly different turn, Kenny. But uh, I, I was, I was his skipper. I told him. You, uh, you showed him the way. I showed him basically. <laughs> I said one day you yeah. captain Scotland I'll, I'll tell you how it's yeah. I'll get to your Faroe Island story a bit later on I want to squeeze one more in Thank you to Alistair uh, Craig is on the line Quite frankly Craig I've got no idea where you are Because first when you called in it said Craig in New York And it's now changed to Craig in Spain So I don't know what sort of international jet setter you are uh, But take take it away Yeah I'm in Spain um, And I missed the How you doing Kenny, Mark, Gordon um, Oh good Craig I missed the game You missed it? Aye 
So it was out Saturday, a little family day out, ten pound bowling, thinking we back to mine for the seven forty five kickoff. That was a <laughs> <laughs> ten pin bowling. You, just, you know what you do assume you always yeah, assume seven forty five kickoffs is the five o'clock. Oh. Thing. I says we'll go there and we'll get back to the house and we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll you know we'll watch the game and we'll order a curry and we'll have a great night in and yeah that never happened. The curry happened and the drink happened, but the uh, but the yeah, fortune of the game didn't. Do you, so want us to, do you want us to tell us? Do you want us to tell you what happened or have you managed to see any of it back? I watched the highlights. I just I, I caught the bit where McCoy was saying it's the best second half second half performance he's ever seen and or he's seen in some time. So that's that says a lot if he's saying that. So um, I managed to watch the uh, the highlights, um, and it's just it's just great to to watch Scotland play like that and get those results and put us on the the verge of another qualification. Yeah, he was all of us, wasn't he? I think that the commentary were the, the professionalism sort of out the window. He didn't know who had scored. You could hear him <laughs> audibly kind of screaming in the background, and nobody cares. That's brilliant. No, you, you was, that. It was great. It was a great ending to to what was a brilliant match. Even I think if you were a neutral watching that and the atmosphere that came through the stands, it was a fitting end. And uh, Ali's commentary at the end was just it was brilliant. It's moments that don't really. Happen to us You hear other countries And other commentators Celebrate that way But it just made it That extra Bit special mm-hmm. uh, And we certainly deserve it I think it. there's a little bit Of a shift Kenny like, These things aren't Necessarily linked It doesn't guarantee you anything But after that Full generation of Hard luck stories Take the night that we qualified For instance We concede that late goal In Serbia And you think Oh here we go again But actually No not here we go again Because <coughs> we won on penalties Absolutely I was in, I was in the office In Sydney Watching that And when it did That's exactly what I thought I was sat doing my table At my desk And I slammed the, slammed the, slammed the hand on the table And thought here we go yeah. You know but We took control of that that extra time there as well We should have probably won an and, extra and time the, you, know? you know and then the other night we, We're behind twice We're missing penalties At 93 minutes I'm sitting there going Phone line's going to be really negative on Monday Going to be a lot of firefighting to be done For Stevie Clark You know In his in his um, post-match stuff And here we go again Sort of thing But Maybe Maybe we're starting to turn I think there is a shift You know We have one And again It was my generation It went through We had so many So many hard luck stories So many breaks That kind of go against you And I felt Again I know you guys Don't agree I felt we maybe got a wee break With the, with the Dykes goal Because it was Borderline high foot When I looked at it on the screen I thought oh Probably going to be given against us, but we got the break, we got the decision. It's his first time in Mark. Yep. We're going to need to be polite, yes. but I can't, I can't believe no, he's, no, I can't believe no. he's given it. That, I said, honestly, I said borderline. I said borderline. <sighs> he's worried in case Big Linden uh, takes his goal scoring. Ah, that's, that's, what it, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I think John McGinn's more likely to be fair. <laughs> I don't know Linden, but uh, it's. Uh, I think we got the break. We get the we get the touch at the end with the ninety fourth minute with a glancing header, and mm. again I don't know what part of the anatomy it went off, but it went in the back of the goal, which is the most important thing. So I do, I do think we're getting these wee breaks. But Mark said it earlier. They've been well earned and well deserved Right Craig Tomorrow night It is 7.45 Are you going to be able to make time In your busy schedule for it? No, I'll, be on the, I'll be on the golf course Gordon I've just missed my turn there That sun's blinding Do you know that? Oh is it Craig My heart bleeds for you It's pitch black in Clydebank It's pouring with rain in 9 degrees I'm going to Obviously I'll, I'll, try, I'll definitely try and get it With the international matches on Get on the golf course at half past 9 Do my prep work for the tournament And then we're off and running again So I'll be back for 7.45 Yeah for anyone who doesn't know this This is Craig Superstar Caddy Caddy to the stars Who's on the phone But a, a very big supporter Of Clyde One Super Scoreboard There'll be no Faroe Island players on tour I'm sure that you can wind up That, that won't have happened yet Will it? 
No, and even the Danes don't like them So I don't know what to make of it <laughs> Well you'll be fine then You'll be a happy man hopefully Thank you Craig uh, Who's on the bag in Spain this weekend But we'll maybe try and keep an eye on Faroe Islands against Scotland if he can 01419511025 Keep the calls coming in Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson are here It's 01419511025 uh, We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB So it's the Faroe Islands tomorrow Mark You have been Was that Scotland Youth Duty? Scotland Youth Duty Yeah um, Oh Yeah a long time ago now But under 16 level And uh, we went for uh, Some tournament anyway And uh, I was a bit of an eye opener Going I think Have you have you actually been to the Faroe no, Islands game? No I was, I was with the 21s We were watching a game I think we were what Was it was it the 2 2? Oh, was that the you watch that? I think that I was deal. there with the 21. Oh, that was a good one. 2 0 down. I'm sure we were. I'm sure but we I think were. everyone stays in, or did stay in the same hotel at that point. A hotel that's kind of cut into the cut into the, the field almost. You know, the roofs are covered in grass. You open your window and the sheep at the window eating the grass, even though it's a multi story hotel. You like that? You're it was a strange oh, I, I, I love my animals. Then. I know, but it was, uh, it was an eye opening. Experience Well Stevie Clark says The full uh, squad Looking forward to Expressing the attitude Of the players That don't get much Game time for Scotland He says they play A key role In keeping the spirits high And preparing everyone For the next challenge It's the most important Part of the squad Is the ones that Don't start That don't play I give them a bib in training And I say Can you be Austria Can you play like Austria Can you do this for us Tactically in the In the training session Can you be like Israel Can you be like the Pharaohs These are the players That we rely on For the squad spirit It's easy to be A a great member of the squad When the head coach Is picking you every match The other ones Are the ones that keep The squad together The spirit of the squad A lot of people get the Get the big big headlines the ones that you might deem as star names. To me, they're all star names. Some of them get, you know, Andy gets it, he's a captain. John McGinn gets it because he scores lots of goals. Within the squad, you've got people like Kenny McLean. Kenny's keeping Billy out of the Norwich team at the moment and, and Kenny's not getting any minutes under under me. So for him to come in and be as positive he is is a great thing. So all these little things come together and that grows your, that grows your squad, your group of players. Is that quite common, Mark? Is it true that before that Brazil game, Craig Levine said to you, Mark, I need you to go and be Danny Alves for the opposition? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I try to get his strip after it to put it on and see how's this for you, Gaffer? But he wanted it back. Uh, uh, well, listen, I've been there before where you're, you're shaping up and it's, uh, it is quite difficult when you know you're not starting and you're... You're just kind of mm. being a, sh- a shadow team So I, I get where he's coming from Yep, fair play uh, Let's bring in Davey Who's in Pollock Hi Davey How you doing guys? Good Hello. evening everybody Hello uh, Good evening How's evening, it going? Davey. Uh, I, just, I was just uh, The points was uh, I do agree that Scotland started off A wee bit kind of slow But it's only a great game But you know what I think we underestimate The players that's within our team I think we could be A fantastic attacking team that's for the, the first time, basically. Well, not the first time, but the two the two centre forwards are like not really good now, and we're scoring goals. And I think we need to attack more, just attack, and take some pressure off the defence. Because you've got Robertson on one side, either O'Donnell and Patterson, other side that go forward. You've got an amazing midfield player, Young Gilmer. What a player he is! You know what I mean? Unbelievable. And the team just it just came out of shell last night. In the second half And they were absolutely phenomenal It's time to be uh, proud If you're a Scotsman At this minute in time Yeah well said Davey What about that Kenny We get that a lot In the in the past I don't know Year and a half Or maybe more 
Too negative, too defensive We've got good players It's time to let the leash off them a wee bit Naturally you're going to play Better opposition at some point And you need to be more conservative We know that Stevie Clark Built his Kilmarnock success On being hard to beat first Was that about as good an attacking performance As you've seen from Scotland in a while Second half? Yeah I just think we had control You know that was it like, And when you've got control When you play the game in the opposition half Then obviously that's more an attacking position to be in You know so I do I do agree I do agree with David to an extent And I have said that as well uh, publicly That I feel we need to give ourselves a little bit more credit than what we do because we've got some fantastic footballers. Steve Steve Clark just touched on it there about the players that are actually not playing. Again, we've already talked about it on the show. Mm. There's a fantastic squad there. There's good strength and depth. So if someone's missing, someone else equally capable comes in. So, yeah, I do agree. But like you say, when you're going up against really, really good teams and, and any away game is tough as well, you know. So sometimes you need to have a little bit more of a pragmatic re- approach. But if we do want to become better, I do agree with Davey I do think we need to have A little bit more emphasis mm-hmm. On us On what we are on the ball Because no, I think our Identity as Scottish teams Has always been By the way Hard to beat Be solid Be defensive Be dogged Which is great by the way Because that's going to give you The foundation for these lads To go and score goals And, and, and for them to mm-hmm. go and win us games But We have got good players From midfield to front as well mm-hmm. And again If you include your Tierneys Your Robertsons Your O'Donnells Your Patterson's We've got good attacking fullbacks as yep. well that can get forward and create. David, you think you mentioned about being proud there? Do you feel that's why everyone is starting to build into it a bit more? We got that tangible sign of success in the summer where we went to the Euros. Naturally, it didn't go quite as well as people wanted once we got there. But to be attacking like that the other night, to be scoring good goals, to have a number of players in the team that people can identify with and and like, is that is that where that pride comes from? Well, if you look at the, the whole thing, I, I don't know if you remember uh, me coming on the phone. I came on the phone about about two. Oh, I've been on the phone pretty regular about two and a half months ago, and I was shouting out for Gilmer and Patterson to get their chance here. And uh, I mean, to me, they took it. Well, I, I mean, if you watch the games the other night there, even the, the other game there with, with, with Spain last night, I think it a boy eighteen, a boy seventeen on the park playing mm-hmm. for the Spanish team. If I remember right, if that was the game that was watching, I'm sure it was. Yeah, you're right. And the two young boys, you know what I mean? You've got to give youth a chance here. You, when I shouted out for these two players to be played, I didn't shout, I shouted out because they've got class about them. You know what I mean? They've got class, and there must be others, some some other young kids floating about. Uh, even, the, even the St Johnston centre half, who, who eventually left St Johnston, I rated the, is it the boy care? Yep. I rated the boy care very highly. You know what I mean? And all I'm saying is when the players get to a certain age level, then you need to start bringing the youth in. And not playing them every game, but bring them in what they've done. I think they've uh, uh, done the right thing with Patterson because O'Donnell was playing well. And then when he got his chance, he's got to take it. And it's Gilmer. It's just, he's just out of this world. You know what I mean? He's just a, a player that can make things happen. He yeah. plays that quality ball all the time. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to ignore him, Mark. Not that not that you'd want to, but a lot of players in there deserve praise. But I wonder how much his emergence is behind us being able to play that that more attacking way because not not a lot else has changed. I mean, she Adams, Lyndon Dykes, we fall into that trap, don't we? Of saying play two up front as if that automatically makes you more attacking. When we, I think we all know by now that it doesn't. But having that one player who is as comfortable on the ball as you can be. Yeah. Changes everything I, I just think you can see The other players trust him 
They trust him to give him the ball anywhere And know he's going to retain possession Know that he's going to have a good first touch And he's going to look forward I think that, that just makes all the difference If you've got a player like that in your team You know when you're in trouble You can just feed it into this guy And he's mm-hmm. comfortable to turn And go the opposite way And that sets you, that mm-hmm. sets you up for the, the way you want to play You want to go forward Like Davey's saying And be attack minded And Gilmore certainly does that James is on Twitter Can you ask Kenny how good Gilmore is? Um, so let's Let's tap into your specific insight and and what what you remember from from say the first time you saw him and, and what he's like now and, and where he can go. Well, I said at the time he can go wherever he wants to go. And I know when he went down to Chelsea, a lot of people thought, well, there'll, there'll be twenty Billy Gilmore's down there. That are, and I said, yeah, there might be, you know. But the wee man's mentality is what sets him apart. You know, he he work. He's a brilliant boy. You know, really really humble for a really good family. Uh, Again, you see that the family go everywhere they go. You yep. see, I see them on Instagram. They're, they're, they're traveling their numbers to whether it's a Premier League game, home or away, whether it's an international game, they're there. Uh, but as a player, I, I remember the first time I said, well, I'd heard about this young kid, Billy Gilmore, at, at Murray Park. And we would we'd report to for pre match to Murray Park for an away game. And they'd be playing on the Astro, the under 14s, 15s, whatever. I think it was 15s at the time. And I, I didn't know him, I didn't, I'd never set eyes on him. But see, if you watched the game, you just looked, you could pick him out. Like I could, I picked him out straight. I went, that must be, that must be him there. And it was the way he moved. It was the way he received the ball. It's the, it was his way he passed, his decision making. Because what, what, uh, what the callers seem to be kind of alluding to all the time is his forward passing. But it's his decisions, and it's his way to pass. It's, it's the passes on the right side. It's and that, and that's been since he's been a boy. You know, when he came and trained with the first team as a fifteen-year-old, you seen that then. You know, I was watching, thinking, you know, like he's he's actually ready. You know, he could he could step up and train with us every single day. And it's, it would not look out of place If anything It would become better Because he's playing with, with better players And he, he would understand that He needs to be better And what he would do is He would work until he would be the best player And that, but it would happen pretty quickly mm-hmm. He would become the best player There's no doubt about it So it was the same I went and watched him for the I, I took Lee Neller You know Lee Neller mm-hmm. Lee yeah. Neller was coming up to watch him uh, And he was playing for the Scotland 16s at the Orium I think and, I was there that day And, yeah. and I think we're playing Wales at Yeah, the indoor yeah. Indoor, yeah And Neil's done the exact same thing He had never set eyes on him And didn't know who he was He came in and they were warming up And he went Is that him there? That wee lad there? I went I went How do you know? He went You can just tell You could tell the way yeah. he moves You could tell the way mm. he receives the ball So for me he's, he's a special special talent You know I've I've wanted to see him Maybe get the chance A little bit earlier in the national team Listen he might know what he play But get in the setup, Get him in the setup. And listen he came in Just before the Euros there Again came into the team After the first game as well And Again, he's been an ever present mm. since in every starting team, but he's a special, special talent, and we need to get the again. What he can do is he control the tempo of a game, and we've not had many players. For me, Fergie was like that. Barry Ferguson, he could control the tempo of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Billy's maybe one of the first guys we've had since since Fergie can do that. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. slash football. Thank you, Davey. It was nice to hear from you. 01419511025 is the number you need right now for Beat the Pundit. It might be a debut for Kenny Miller. He's looking at me. He's got no idea what Beat the Pundit is, but he's about to find out. Mark Wilson lost his unbeaten run last week. You could take advantage of that as well. Call us before seven o'clock and you could be playing Beat the Pundit next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141-951-1025. If you're just joining us, you won't be surprised to know we spent the first hour looking back on Scotland's victory 
Against Israel It's just such a nice feeling To be overwhelmingly positive About a Scotland game Doesn't happen all too often Lots of good performances Lots of talking points To review And of course We're looking ahead To the Pharaohs Against Scotland Tomorrow night So if you want to get involved Give us a call right now And we'll get to you After this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Okay, beat the pundit time It's the first time we've had the pleasure of Kenny Miller's company I think he's back with us next week as well So we've spent the last five minutes Just giving him a crash course in all things beat the pundit Until last week, this was a good guy to learn from Because he was undefeated this season, 100% record And then your bottle crashed on Thursday You blew it spectacularly Beating a tiebreaker I still don't understand the question But... (laughs) It's, five, been five days on. it's been bugging me all week I'll, I'll So exp- let's move on I'll explain it to you at the next break It really wasn't that tough for what it's worth um, Let's bring in Chris Who's in Kirk and Tillich How's it going Chris? Hi Gordon You well? I'm good thank you yourself? Not bad at all Now Chris is a Partick Thistle fan We could put him up against Partick Thistle legend Kenny Miller I mean oh, I've stretched it a wee, months, I've yeah. stretched it a little bit For dramatic effect um, Chris who would you rather play If you had the choice? I'm probably not the legend that is Mark Wilson on the Beat the Pundit, but uh, I'll probably try to take advantage of Kenny. Mm. Oh, would you, I? <laughs> <laughs> well said, Chris. It's a bit much for five past seven on a Tuesday and a Monday night, but anyway, right, heads, it is Mark, tails, it is Kenny. And it is heads. It's Mark Wilson, unfortunately. There will be no taking advantage of Kenny Miller this evening, so we'll give Mark some Clyde 2 to listen to. And uh, Chris, I'm sure you know the way this works, but. It's 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know Pass quickly And move on to the next one Okay Okay go Let's go Your 30 seconds Starts Now Who was fouled To win Scotland's penalty On Saturday Dykes Who's the oldest player To play for Celtic So far this season Pass What nationality Is former Rangers player Peter Van Vossen uh, Dutch Name either Scottish top flight player Who's the joint top scorer With six this season Deutsch Name any continental European side Tony Watt has played for uh, Torino What team did Aberdeen beat In 1983 To win the European Cup Winners Cup Bayern Munich Okay let's bring Mark Wilson back Mark are you ready Yeah How's Chris Brilliant You're going to need to be on your game Okay You're in serious trouble Let's go You ready Yep who was fouled to win Scotland's penalty on Saturday? Billy Gilmore Who is the oldest player to play for Celtic this season? <sighs> Cal McGregor <sighs> Starfield What nationality is former Rangers player Peter Van Vossen? Dutch Name either Scottish top flight player who's the joint top scorer on six Nesbitt Name any continental European side that Tony Watt has played for Pass Which team did Aberdeen beat in 1983 to win the European <laughs> Cup? Name either Scottish top flight side who are yet to win a game this season. Uh, Dundee. <sighs> that was strong. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I think you just bet me to it, Gordon. <laughs> do you think so? Do you think so, yeah. Chris? That's <laughs> never Chris. a good sign. Never oh, a good sign. Often the listeners are, are that confident. Who was fouled? Who was fouled <laughs> to win Scotland's penalty on Saturday? It was Billy Gilmore. Chris Stikes might have missed it, but he didn't win it, so it's one 0 <laughs> to Mark. Get the first one wrong. I wouldn't be too confident after your next effort. Oh. Honestly, Callum McGregor. I know. I, I panicked. Well, it's not Starfield either. Well, who is it? Joe Hart. Oh, Joe Hart. Come oh. on, thirty-four. Joe Hart. Like Kenny knew you that. that. He should have played. That? He should have played. Come on, uh, one 0 Van Vossen was Dutch. You both get that. So Mark stays one in front. 
Name either Scottish top flight player Who's the top scorer with six Kenny who would you go for? Boyle Yes Martin Boyle or Liam Boyce So none of you got that right oh, good. Uh, It's a really good stand up so far <laughs> Name any European side Tony Watt has played for Struggling with that one You had the choice of a couple CSK, Sofia, Standard Liège, Liers. No? Not a chance, no. Never mind then. Chris, no? No, Chris didn't get it either. (laughs) Um, So Chris is stuck on his one. You've only got two. I don't know what you're (laughs) sniggering at. One man, Chris. Um, Aberdeen in 1983 did beat Real Madrid, Chris. (laughs) It wasn't Bayern Munich, I'm afraid. Bayern Munich? He pulls it. I can't believe this guy. Listen to that How bad Dad's he was His job done Game over oh, Good night and, Chris and He even had time to rub a bit of salt in the wounds Dundee are yes. unbeaten You take great delight in that Being a, a United legend I do As well So it was a, a What was that a three A four, four I think one. you find four Sorry Chris I'm sorry We should have uh, Honestly Chris I'm, I'm, I feel terrible That this man has got Such a <laughs> smug smile on his face But he's beaten you by four to one Hard lines well, that's why he's at the top of the league, isn't it? Exactly, Chris. Try phone up the morning and Gordon Dale's on. You might have better luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. 01419511025. I actually think, what would you have got there, honestly? Honestly, I would have probably had three. I would go, I would go Boyle, mm. Gilmore, Dutch, and if I'd got to Dundee, I would have got oh, Dundee. Oh, there you go. Because I've been doing my research. I'm speaking to your old pal, Andy Halliday, who, by yep. the way, he's. He is nah, decent, top nah, at beat yep. the pundit Well he lost last week But we forget that That was like his first ever defeat And uh, he, he reckoned you'd be decent I yep. did a bit of research He, yep. he backed you Good lad Andy uh, Happy actually. birthday by the way It's his 30th yep. birthday yep. today Happy birthday Andy yeah. Yeah. Was that his first felt? defeat On beat the pundit? He lost on a very tenuous tiebreaker last season I think it was one of them Where it shouldn't really have gone to a tiebreaker yeah. Or something And we, we, we just made it happen anyway so I think it was his, his first defeat yeah. So there we go Doesn't look 30 either by the way does he I can't believe he's no, only 40 Incredible <laughs> <laughs> does look older Oh doesn't my it? goodness Yeah. So if he's recovered by Wednesday We'll, we'll check in on his celebrations 01419511025 on the phones uh, Let's bring in Stevie on the line And see what he's got for us tonight Hi Stevie How are we doing guys alright Good good How are you How'd you enjoy it on Saturday I, I was absolutely ecstatic, mate. Not me, no. A bit frustrated with Dykes, not me, no. Going low again. He's done that all the way through the Euros. Mm-hmm. And if Stevie Clark's listening and Kenny Miller, not me, no. If you're listening, be man, have a word with him. Tell him to go high all the time. <laughs> all the time. I mean, the chance in the first half he goes high, he's beaten Marciano. Even I thought Patterson was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. But again, if he thinks about air the keeper, Adams is getting a flat tap in for like two years, boys, you know what I mean? But great result, big game, big game. Uh, there's a lot of people out there I mean, that know me that uh, doubted Scotland, so haha. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, no, the Lyndon Dykes one's interesting, Kenny, because I think we now, you need to accept Lyndon Dykes is never going to be this extremely clinical, scores every chance he gets international striker. But in our last three games We've won all three of them by a single goal And he's scored in every single one of them He has he has a big impact on this Scotland team what, You know, you can pick out the moments like the penalty Or the chances But like I say Our, our resident statue, Andrew, who works with us If he scores tomorrow He's the first Scotland player in 26 years To score four games in a row yep. he, he, he does the job You wouldn't put it past him tomorrow What an opportunity for yeah. a striker or, or for anybody for that matter To go and kind of get a few goals tomorrow Again without taking anything for granted I would expect uh, the lads to go and get a good win tomorrow And uh, I'm sure London what he can, would want to carry This good runny form that he's on But he's effective You know, I think again 
We're touching earlier about how certain players combined can help each other. I think Shea Adams up front helps him as well. I'm not sure if the lone striker suits him. He has played that a few times, but I think you having, would know to be fair. I, I think, bow to your yeah, knowledge on this one. I think uh, having Shea Adams up front, or, or maybe Nisbet, or even Ryan Christie, if, if, if he's given mm-hmm. the nod tomorrow night. Again, Ryan Christie's not a striker, so if I, if I was to go two up front, I would probably mm-hmm. give Nisbet the the nod. I think he's a different type of player, but I think equally he could be as good a foil for mm-hmm. for Lyndon as what Shea Adams is. So uh, yeah, I th- but I think having Shea up with helped him. There's no doubt Shea's a different type of player. Mm-hmm. He's energy, he's, he gets about uh, and plays in and around Lyndon, which allows Lyndon to do what he's good at, which is rough people up. Yeah. He's physical, he wins a lot in there, but he's, he's mobile for, for a lad his size mm-hmm. and and like you say He's been popping up The goals of late So I mean, we can't complain And long may that continue The tiebreaker question Was how many miles Did Kenny Miller cover As lone striker For Scotland In his career <laughs> Must have been <laughs> a tough shift that, to, the ne- the to the nearest thousand <laughs> That was the tiebreaker If you had got there um, But Mark Even Again like I say Never going to take Every chance he gets But what about the one In the first half Nobody where, does though Gordon. Exactly no, Nobody does There's not a player The, the, the one does. in the first half Where brilliant. Tierney clears it He's got two defenders Either side Brings it down in his chest Gets into the box Gets a yard and, yeah. and and makes Marciano make the save that was un, very underrated I felt in yeah. the as and it's easy for people Stevie says here go high you know tell him to go high the next time because it was only swinger there while he was just trying to hit a target he was trying to hit a target I know so it's it's difficult when he put in that work where he beats the two defenders and, and goes through and go he has had quite a few chances that I would say he hasn't put away but Kenny's right Kenny knows that position more than most you're never going to put away all your chances just as long as you do it at the important times and You've got to say, like you were saying there, and Andrew said that he's got the chance to go four games and uh, on the bounce mm-hmm. scoring, and uh, that's some feat for a Scotland striker, someone who wasn't involved in the squad not so long mm-hmm. ago, and we were looking for a striker, someone who could hold up play and score goals, and we found him. But Kenny's right, Shea Adams up front, I think certainly helps yeah. him. Is he off penalties now, though, Stevie? Uh, definitely, mate. <laughs> Obviously, not me. No, Marciano done his homework on him, and. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I, I was, I mean, when Gilmore flew up in there, even before they landed, I mean, I was like McCoy's, and I mean, it was a penalty. But you just sit and say, son, he's looked at you, he's watched it, he's been coached. Obviously, I mean, I coach goalkeepers, so you watch like, who takes a penalties and what they do. And he's just got to change it. But I know what, I know what Mark's saying, I mean, but they went low again, Mark. I mean, and you sit and go, Kim, absolutely no chance. I mean, he'd done it all the way through the Euros. I mean, so it's not not against my message. She was sitting watching, and she's like, "Why is he not having a high?" And I mean, I know him. I mean, so it's not. I mean, I'm screaming at him to hit it high. What a tactical discussion! I know him. Honestly, get Stevie and his missus. If Stevie Clark ever wraps it, we've got another Stevie here and Missy's Stevie. Um, Yeah, look. It was clearly once down the middle too often, Kenny. He did it in his very last Scotland game and just got away with it. That's where he puts his penalties for QPR. I remember him putting them there for Livingston as well It, it caught up with him Absolutely, I mean again Stevie is right to be fair I mean I, I've been working with goalkeeping coach Who every single week goes through his goalkeeper Who takes penalties Where they've put their last five If they've taken them So they know more often than not Where the kind of go-to point is And like you've just touched on That seems to be the go-to mm. point for Big London So you should be ahead of that And be looking to maybe be Again by all accounts you maybe try to put it in the corner Somebody <laughs> says And he's, he's mishit it But uh, it's, uh, he should really be looking to Maybe kind of mix it up yeah. But listen sometimes uh, I think To agree with Stevie If I'd been down the middle And a little bit higher It probably would have went in There we go Stevie's right yeah. Stevie's got it Who was it? Van Nistelrooy Van Nistelrooy always Went across the goalkeeper Didn't he? 
And that's fine See if you're good enough And you can put that whip on it Goalies find yeah, it because incredibly they, hard They can be unsavable But yeah. down the middle isn't unsavable yeah All you have to do is stand And to be fair The goalkeeper done his homework And it is brave I think sometimes Absolutely. For a goalkeeper just Absolutely. to stand yeah. Because he can look silly um, so fair play to him for doing his homework Got good options though there Should it happen I mean Ryan Christie took and scored one In normal time against Israel previously Of course we had We barely missed them in, in shootouts And players who are still involved If you look at Callum McGregor Scott McTominay John McGinn just about squeezed his under Marciano In, in the shootout So there are options there for tomorrow and beyond Ah, there's a lot of people there who would put their hand up, I'm sure, <coughs> to get their name on the, on the score sheet. So there's no doubt if... if Lind- when I, listen, I'm sure London will want to take it. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt he'll still be putting himself forward there. He'll maybe be practising them in the last couple of days to actually find a corner rather than going going straight down the middle. But like you say, there's there's a numerous guys who will be putting their hand mm-hmm. up to take that duty off him. Um, let's actually hear from someone you just mentioned. Kevin Nisbet spoke to the media. Today And uh, he says he's ready to get the call from Stevie Clark Following the injury to Shea Adams He is out the squad That was the breaking news this morning He's gone back to Southampton for treatment So definitely will not take part in the Pharaohs tomorrow And Kevin Nisbet had a look from the bench He saw the chances Scotland were creating on Saturday And he, uh, he fancies a bit of that Yeah, of course it's not nice seeing people get injured Especially me and Shea We, we got on really well So yeah, I was gutted for him, but it is an opportunity for me to go and play. If that's from the start or from later on in the game, I'll just be ready when called upon. A great group of boys and who have very good quality. I think the gaffers put uh, together a great a great group, and I think if if one comes out, one comes in, does the same job. So, yeah, he's, he's always honest, even for the boys that are starting, the boys that are on the bench to, to watch set plays, to watch stuff, just, just so it's an easy transition to come on and slot in. Yeah, of course, a striker, you always think that. Yeah, you always think, I would have made that run, or I would have scored that one, but uh, Dykes and Sheridan done very well. Yeah, I think uh, the character Dykes has showed after uh, obviously missing the penalty to come back and score a, a great goal. Was just I was absolutely delighted for him, and uh, obviously Shea done very well as well, and he was unlucky with a few chances, so yeah, we just need to keep creating chances, and I think I do that. I back Dykes and Shea and uh, Ryan Christie to go and put them in. Kenny said he wants to see Kevin Nisbet start tomorrow in the absence of Shea Adams and you know get the two strikers mark. Is he up against the the fact that y- you could tell that if, if Stevie Clark could play 13 players, you get the impression Ryan Christie would be one of them, don't you? You get the impression he likes to try and... He was the only sub brought on at the weekend, he made a good impact. You don't want to really disrupt the midfield, so you wonder if that's the option. Is it Nisbet or is it... Does Dykes play still and, and then Christie goes off him? Yeah, uh, Stevie Clark, no doubt about it. He likes Christie. He likes Christie just playing off Dykes. But I would like to see Nisbet as well. I mean, he is the only real out-and-out striker when you look at that bench uh, and the options we've got. We are against the Pharaohs. You know, we've we've got to be aggressive in our approach towards the Pharaohs and, and try mm. and get something early in the game. I'd, I would hate to see us go in nil-nil with, with maybe... Ryan Christie on and Nisbet sitting on the bench and you, you're sort of chasing the second half I would like to see is, as I say be aggressive mm-hmm. as possible two strikers a creative midfield and go and try and put the game to bed early doors and I think Nisbet if you mm-hmm. if you're him you'd surely you'd be sitting thinking well if I'm not getting my chance now when the out and out striker against is out and we're playing against the Ferals when am when I going to get you? a start Yeah. what are these games like Kenny because Scotland do not go into many games as overwhelming favourites and when you do it must bring its own unique pressure and this time there's loads riding on it as well It's you, you can understand why although they're ranked a good bit below us it still brings a bit of fear for people 
Yeah, I, I think that's more what what history's kind of yeah. kind of served us up to be honest over the last kind of twenty twenty odd years. But see, to be honest, I look at I look at where the teams are at the moment, and it's a different vibe. You know, it's a completely different vibe to what it was through through our time. You were, you were always going through a probably a phase where things you had never put in a, a real run of results where you had been one and one and one, and then you were going in like fully confidence. I remember when we did play them at the start of, the, of that campaign, the, the Pharaohs. I mean, we were still going into that. Fully confidence We wanted to start the campaign well Get it off to a flyer Which we did uh, Now they've got a chance To go and get another mm-hmm. three points And take that that big step Closer to getting that second slot So you know I'm, I'm just wondering If we actually stick to the back three I know what we keep, everybody's talked about We have found a system mm-hmm. Do you actually maybe go back four To allow you to get another attacking player In the team So it might be a You might be able to get a Ryan Christie In the team And then as bit If you went to a back If you went to a back four So I don't know I mean the system's worked Again I'm, I'm not saying I would but it could be an option yeah. that would maybe look to maybe just change things up based on the fact that, again, things change when you're playing different levels of opposition and this might be an opportunity where we could get maybe a, a more attacking player in the, uh, further up the field. So it'd be interesting to see. But if Kevin Nisbet's listening from all of us, inspired by Stevie, just go high, yeah? That's go the, that's the advice high, to give home. him yeah. for tomorrow. Kevin, please go high. Keep Stevie and, and Mrs. Stevie happy. 01419511025. Good time to get your call in. We could be speaking to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's Mark Wilson and Kenny Miller here taking your calls. We've got a full-time teaser for the guys tonight, which means you send the questions to us and Kenny and Mark have to team up between now and the end of the show and come up with the answers. I think this one's quite easy, actually. Probably had something along these lines before, but it does seem topical. Alex McLean has sent it in. And he says Andy Robertson became the most recent entry into the Hall of Fame with 50 caps at the weekend. Well done to Andy. Can you name the other 12 players who, like Andy, have done it but never played for either of the old firm? So we're looking for 12 other players apart from Andy Robertson who are in the Hall of Fame above 50 caps but have never played for the old firm. Morris Malpass. Oh, look at the Dundee United connection there. Oh, he 55 caps. Uh, yes. Yes. Willie Miller Yes They kind of go together Don't they If you mention yeah. one You have to mention the other <laughs> yeah. uh, We'll will get there Yeah you will Okay I'll leave it there uh, oh, Go no, on then one more no. I was going to say Neary No don't bother No <laughs> don't, 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 waste, don't, don't waste my don't time, waste my time. <laughs> Right okay We'll leave it there You can play along at home And as always If you want to hear Your question used on the show The address you need Is full time at Clyde1.com Go on then One more Kenny I can see it Yes well done uh, Okay We'll get back to that Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear Your question used on the show That is where You send it uh, Let's Bring in Tommy Who's in Irvine Hi Tommy How you doing? Not bad at all Tommy Were you at the game at the weekend? Did you watch it? What did you make of it? Uh, I, it was absolutely brilliant I was at the game at the weekend uh, And as I said to Your research earlier I phoned in for a simple reason of and you're going to find this Mark Wilson is going to find this hard to believe but a Celtic man me giving a bit of special mention to Jim Farry because Jim Farry in the 90s when a lot of Scotland, Scottish football fans wouldn't cross the road to watch Scotland encouraged kids to go and uh, kids were getting in for two and three pound and I know taking lots of tickets to try and fill the ground and I remember the media Referring to the Hamden Road as the Hamden Squeak or the Hamden Squeal. Well, I was a proud grandfather there on Saturday night with three generations. 
and uh, it was just brilliant to see all the Waynes celebrating that win, uh, particularly second half. It's one of the most exciting second halves I've seen in a game in a long time. And at uh, the final whistle, the cry going up the stairs, believe it or not, was don't play any our song, we want to get home the night. That's, that's <laughs> how much the atmosphere was. Stop, they were asking DJ to stop playing songs because we were not going to get out of the ground. And it was just amazing to see. But this is a generation of Wayne's who have experienced what I experienced growing up. A Scotland team that qualified for World Cup finals, five in a row, made history. Now, you're get, now they're getting it and they're getting experience what I experienced. We're a great team, by the way, a great, and some of your previous calls have been spot on uh, about the age of the team. Uh, and I think they're just going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, do you know what? I, th- I like the the family spin you put in it, Tommy, with the grandkids, because that's obviously what it's all about. That's you know that's what these memories will stay with you for a long time. Um, and and Mark, look, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent because I'm not saying that just because you beat Israel or just because Lee Griffiths scored free kicks that it makes Hamden a good stadium. But the accusation you always hear is there is no atmosphere at Hamden. I mean, tell Tommy and anybody at Hamden the other night there was no atmosphere. If if the product is there, if yeah. it delivers, yeah. There can't, there can be no place like it. I mean, yeah. you've heard people talking about the Lee Griffiths moment, and genuinely, the other night was exactly what international football should be. Fifty thousand, very few opposition fans for for different reasons, travelling and all that at the moment. Young people going along, getting a taste of it. Old people have been there forever, and just everybody pulling in the one direction, and the atmosphere was incredible. Yeah, it's something that struck me even the build up before the game. Um, you know, I was just out in. About in Glasgow And I'd seen the atmosphere Building there Before I went home And watched it But just the the television shots I, I touched it earlier In the show The cameras Going on to the crowd And seeing So many young people At the ground And it could have been Their first game And like I say What a game to choose Because How many of these games Have we seen at Hamden Before coronavirus Where it was It was half empty It was a, a drab evening Where it was raining And the performance Wasn't there um, But you could go back To when Kenny played And he scored against uh, was it Italy, Kenny? You scored yeah, the atmosphere and yeah, yeah. those sort of occasions don't come round too often. There, there was a Saturday afternoons as well. That it's was five, games, I think, as well, wasn't it's it? It's not was the it? games that are getting put on a Wednesday yeah. or, or a, like a, a Friday night or a Thursday night and things. It's a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. at hand. Whether it be three or five, mm-hmm. whatever, like, it's a special place to play, you know. And for me, the atmosphere was always great. Sometimes it gets taken away when you play the friendlies or whatever, and it's a little bit, like you say, it's you are far full, from the pitch and so on. Yeah. Uh, or if it's on a on a on a, on a midweek night or whatever, mm-hmm. where you're not getting the same kind of. Have I even played games at the night? I remember the the night we played Liechtenstein. Like we scored oh, geez, big mix goals that game. Minute, you know, I was there. Like, it's still good nights, you know. But yeah. like, Saturday afternoon, three o'clock, five o'clock, whatever it's going to be, amazing atmosphere's always been at Hamden. You've done so much and wide ranging career and scored a lot of big goals. How special are those moments then? Because that's maybe the kind of cliched side of being number nine for your country and scoring a big goal in front of Hamden. Just how how special is it? Listen, there's nothing better. It's an absolute honour to represent your country. You know, any sport, obviously, our sports football, it's a, you dream it as a boy. Again, this is why these games for me are so important in this. Uh, this 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 month it's, it's a World Cup you know we've made the Euros now but it's, it was a World Cup that you dreamt of as a boy you mm-hmm. know represent your country at a World Cup this is an opportunity for us now to put us right in a a real opportunity right in the driver's seat for this the second spot mm-hmm. in the group and get a playoff and again at that point it's in a bit the lap of the gods mm-hmm. you're going to get depending on how the other how the other groups have went but amazing feeling to, to, to represent your country I've been fortunate enough to do it quite a few times again wore the armband a few times as well. No better place to play. I've always, I've always been a backer mm-hmm. of Hamden, and no moving away for the, 
For the home of Scottish football How do you look back on it now Because unfortunately Every time it's spoken about You get annoying people like me Reminding you that you were the, the generation That you know that missed out And don't worry I'm, I'm about to, to build it back up You probably don't need me to tell you People who phone this show you, You'll be one of the guys That people felt Deserved that crack That the service that you gave How, how do you look back on, on it And is there any sort of envy that, that the group that made it in the summer Or are you able to just look at it as a, a proud fan? No, of course, listen, absolutely a proud fan But of course there is, there's envy That's what that's what you go away every every campaign for mm. To try and make that, that major final I mean, what I do wish is if I, that there was a Nations League <laughs> In my time <laughs> When we were trying to qualify Because like, to get second is is an is a achievement in itself In some of these groups, mm-hmm. you know So you look how, how well the lads have had to fight away The last couple of months to put ourselves in this position That Austria result was absolutely massive you know, massive, mm-hmm. massive win, fantastic performance, and it's really put us in the driver's seat for it. So, but you need to back it up again. And even if we get there, you just never know who you're going to get in that playoff. Like we got that time with Holland; it was the closest mm-hmm. time to come. You know, Holland obviously never had a great campaign. They finished there in the playoff pot, and we we, we got them. So, it was uh, absolutely you look on with them because it's what you want to make. But it's, it's fantastic that we eventually mm-hmm. ended that hoodoo, and you're able to actually sit back and watch it as a as a fan. Um, Tommy and Irvin Please tell me The grandkids don't think It's always going to be like this though Nah <laughs> You warned nah, them they, they, they don't But But uh, My oldest granddaughter Was there And uh, she's actually She was a mascot For the Albania game And she walked out And, and uh, With Stevie Nis- uh, Naismith And Stevie scored the goals That night So Brilliant. You know So No listen All my kids were Were, were Tapping on me For the 90s And And I'll tell you what Kenny Miller, I was at Wembley in 2013 when you scored, or 17 when you scored that goal. Uh, the same goal when you turned Cahill inside out, and I was right behind it. What a finish. So, yeah, one of my better ones, are you right? I was in this <laughs> office doing a late shift in the newsroom through there, jumping about the office myself. There we go. It was uh, not forgotten that one either. Thank you, Tommy. That was great to hear your memories. There's more coming in on Twitter. William Donachie says, Can you thank Kenny for me? I'd never been to a Scotland away game before, but my mate had a spare ticket. For Norway v Scotland in 2005 A Kenny Miller first goal And a 1-1 bet v Italy On the Saturday Gave me enough money to go to Oslo For the midweek <laughs> game Please bet responsibly um, Kenny scored twice in a 2-1 midweek win in Oslo And it gave me the bug to go to as many away games As I could with uh, could get away with ever since Brilliant game on Saturday there Come on the Scotland you are solely responsible for this guy going to Scotland the weekend. But I'm a turn, I don't know why I bet one one and no one nil to be nah, fair nah. That, that day. But uh, <laughs> obviously no, it was, a, it was yeah. a good result actually for us in that day oh, against, a, against a top top outfit. Great story that William. I like that. Good on you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Any more on this teaser? I've uh, got one. Oh, yep. Sorry, two, on two you actually, go. Yeah. Uh, Leighton, Jim Yes, Leighton, and I've got Fletch. Yep, Mark Wilson's old pal. Did you yep. say Gary McAllister Oh yep Gary Mack yep. Kenny okay. got that as well We'll leave it there then You've got one, two, three, four, five to get And you've got about 20 minutes to get them I think you're going to absolutely Scoosh that one um, Let's bring in Tommy Who's in Greenock And see what he's got tonight Hi Tommy How's it going um, okay? Hi hi Feel really pleased obviously The result on Saturday um, But I want to speak a wee bit about VAR Obviously it's done us A big turn When mm-hmm. one of the to the bonnet But because if you've seen that in normal times, I thought that was dangerous play, but we see it in slow motion, obviously he gets to the ball well before that guy sticks to see the road. Um, but where I think it ran against this was um, their second goal. Uh, if you look at it again, you see Craig Gordon a knee to the head off one of the Israeli players. And I think the referee would have seen the clue when Dick Craig was all about the deck, you see, you know, 
and I'm surprised everyone back would look at that goal they would probably chopped off yeah, do you know, there were a couple of things I actually wondered Because they've changed this a little bit as well See when, and I, I've watched the highlights a lot right? I'm quite sad like that I've obviously not got a lot going on at the weekend Watched them again this morning See when the when the cross comes in for their real goal And then as it dikes, I think, and almost wraps a leg But something gets a touch on it, it comes back the way It, it definitely hits in his really arm mm. And then it gets saved by Craig Gordon Now remember, was it this year they, they tightened that up a bit Because it used to be that any handball yeah. In the lead up to a goal was automatically ruled out And they tried to say that you know, now it was only if it immediately led to a goal. So I wonder how close that was to, to immediately leading to the goal because no one, no one seemed to mention it. And then Tommy's mentioning the, the knock to Craig Gordon. I don't know. What, what did you see enough in that? Oh, oh I, I never, I've not seen it actually. You're there at the time. All I seen was Big Goldie was down. And you know, I was wondering what had actually went on. You wasn't know? too many. Complaints I thought at the time. I thought at the time, and may have been looked at again. Mm-hmm. I must admit, in real time watching it on the TV and then seeing the replay, I thought. Maybe we're going to look at this again I think it was more for the handball Than, than the foul um, So it, it, like Maybe Maybe that went against us But In terms of the Dykes goal I was in no doubt I know Kenny's different yeah. I was in no doubt That it was a goal For me I thought Dykes got there Before the defender And quite clearly Before the defender Even though his foot was high I just think if if that had to be ruled out And we were given fouls for that You'd be giving fouls every I think particularly every 30 seconds I think it was because It was ruled out though you Yeah Because yeah, it, yeah. Rule, it wasn't We never went to VAR To get First, ruled yeah. It was actually ruled out yeah. So the fact that the VAR's went in our favour I mean in the Particularly stadium, no, because how, he was Holding his head As if he was touched right, when, he, yeah, yeah. when he clearly wasn't but, uh, On the TV It was quite clear to me But it must have been yeah, do you know Torturous what? for you It was interesting Because that will be the first game I've been in, in a stadium And I, I stand here and debate VR every night With you guys And on the phones First game time I've been in a stadium um, And it was Well it was quite exciting When it when it eventually goes your way But of course Because you, you, I was waiting going, where, where even is the monitor It hadn't crossed my mind I, And I don't know why I, I forgot that it won't be, It's not the dugout side It was the far side So I just didn't expect I thought where's the ref going And he's, run, he's <laughs> run away over to the The far side I think Kenny's right I think it's because it was disallowed initially If it had been the other way around You're kind of a bit more used to that Then when you see him run over You think Well that's good mm. Because it t- tends to be If they go and look at it that They're going to change But what I'm not to Why rule it out in the first place? Yeah Let the goal stand And then VAR checks it anyway So the fact that he was so sure initially And, and ruled it out I thought it was a bit of a bizarre poor, decision Poor Lyndon Dyke so you as a striker Must know that feeling To run away And actually celebrate <laughs> yeah. But he, he got about two steps And he had to turn back yeah. And he was remonstrating He got booked for it um, So it's actually robbed him Of mm-hmm. a golden kind of moment Celebration at Hamden But uh, I'm glad that we got overturned Because it, for me It was the right decision You still do celebrate though Don't you? After Because there's a lot of discussion About that About how it kills that moment But you almost get two you know, on Saturday And we got two bites at it Everyone yeah. celebrated again It still went again I think Again it's like a, a bit of relief And you know it was a big moment It was a big moment Huge. For us to get back into the game At that time So it was uh, Again when you look at I could, uh, The fact that it had been dis- I think you've seen the players Remonstrating so much Like no, not just Our players yeah. Were saying oh there's nothing in it But they were also remonstrating So the ref's in a bit of A, a bit of a position mm-hmm. there But like you say You've got very clear everything up You know or eventually goes across And probably made the right decision I suppose Ah well we've convinced yes. them It's only <laughs> taken an hour and 40 minutes yeah. uh, Tommy what else did you Take away from the game? Uh, don't, don't let Lyndon Dykes Take penalties <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Yeah I think I think we've all We're all in agreement on that Um was there anything, Tommy, because it's, it's easy to get caught up in the euphoria It wasn't perfect, obviously What would you like to see tightened up for next time or, or better going forward? I think it's like you see the defence chairman a wee bit better Because um, some of them were just schoolboy errors, really Second goals, um, I'd be 
there. I was just dropped off the guys and wanted to cover the runs or nothing, you know. It was just poor, poor defending. Especially after us just scoring against back in the game, you know. You score, you know, you always tell your players, keep it tight for the next five or six mm. minutes, you know. Yeah, I mean, everyone was good in the second half, so it's hard to be to be critical. But I wonder in that first in particular, did it show actually all, all of a sudden how in the last whatever space of time... Grant Hanley is very, very important to us at the back. You know, like we're talking about the goal that we conceded right after the first. Well, right after the second, Zahavi should score. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was bang in the middle of the box, probably about eight yards out mm-hmm. ahead, or he should score. I mean, he'll be looking back on that and thinking, I mean, I've been there, I say, he'll be thinking about that still. He'll be thinking about that mess. That was an opportunity to immediately put them back 3 2 up as well. And that was a really good, I mean, you know, I was right behind the cross, I could see it happening. If he puts this on the money, he's in there on his own, right in the middle of our goal. So, yeah, I think with Grant in there, he maybe gives you that stability. Again, we expect him to come back into the team, and he probably deserves to based on his performances over the last uh, mm-hmm. over the last year or so. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and he's someone that gets a wee bit of stick from. Fa- I mean, I some of the callers, I think now everyone's starting to realise yeah. that that's a thing of the past. I mean, getting levelled at him that he, he wasn't quick enough when he's he's quite clearly extremely quick over. Over the, the yardage So now I think There's no doubt He will come straight back In the squad You mentioned Gordon He was suspended for this game But he was still taken away With the squad I think that Kind of mm-hmm. points to the The direction that he will Start tomorrow But it's just a matter of Who for And, and what Stevie Clark mm-hmm. does With that back line Does Henry drop out Does McTominay move into midfield Does someone else McGregor drop out it's, a, it's another few decisions Stevie Clark is going to have to make for tomorrow Thank you Tommy 01419511025 These guys are looking for the 12 players other than Andy Robertson Who've made it to 50 caps but never played for the old firm Guys like Leighton, Fletcher, McLeish, Miller McAllister, Malpass, Strachan I'll take one more guess each Hansen? No Dennis Law? Yes, the lawman. Okay, one, two, three, four. All that. We'll leave it there. We'll get the rest next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson are here. Still time to get your calls in, by the way. 0141-951-1025. You can also tweet us as well. At Clyde SSB So whether you want to offer striking advice to Lyndon Dykes Or whether you want to thank Kenny Miller for uh, winning you a bet Whatever you want, we're here for you Graham Allen says Why is there no punishment for the Israel defender at the Dykes goal? Blatantly play-acting a head injury Influenced the ref to make the wrong call With the feigned injury I wish that nonsense would get cracked down on with VAR Not a bad shout there at all from Graham um, on Twitter What about you two during the break? Did you get any more on the teaser Any more players Who like Andy Robertson Have made it to 50 caps Without playing For the old firm Kenny's on fire Take it away Joe Jordan Yes And Kevin Gallagher Yes Are you Going to do any work Or just leave no, it all to no, him No no Kenny's enjoying his oh, night right, here okay. So I'll let him do all the work ah, I've done the, the pundit Toiling now though uh, Two to go Are they the two hardest Absolutely okay. Yeah okay. I, I knew they would be But before our time Are they yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so for sure. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in Daniel, who's in Canvas Lang. Hi, Daniel. Hello. How you getting? Not bad at all. What did you take away from the weekend, then, Daniel? Quite a few talking points. What what stood out for you? For me, what stood out for me was, um, was having Sir Alex Ferguson there and um, having his award, um, mm-hmm. and then also for Scotland to get six minutes of Fergie time at the end and. <laughs> A Man United player scoring the winner um, and securing all, all three points for us. I just thought, 
how fate kind of set itself on that on that day, really. Um, I just kind of loved that kind of thought and that moment. I'm, really. gla- I'm glad you've mentioned that, Daniel, right at the end of the show, because Kenny, sometimes they write themselves, but football never disappoints you with, with things like that. And he's right, Fergie, what a, what a reception he got at half-time when he came on to get his cap after all this time. Six minutes added on, and the, yeah. the, the player he signed as a... Was he a 12 year old kid or something Goes and gets the winner Some things Some things are just written in the stars aren't they? But it was great to see him there You know I was actually sitting And I said what's that? Is, that, is that Sir Alex down there You know everybody was up on their feet Stand to stand innovation in the, in the stadium It was great Great to see him Like you say It was maybe fitting That, uh, that Scott McTominay went and popped up With the winner on mm-hmm. the 94th 95th minute Yep in Fergie time So yep Good on you I'll tell you what I thought we were due more than the six minutes And if fans will lo- Don't get greedy now Regular, yeah, regular <laughs> callers and listeners will love this Because we always have a great fun with it um, Time wasting Don't we I mean yeah. like, oh, if, if, if Muller will have got the cheek To go to Ibrox And run down the clock I get it in the neck And then yeah. I, my back gets up and, and there it goes So I can I can finally sympathise with you all Because Oh From the first minute I was up out my seat And furious At the, the amount of time That was being wasted So there we go But we got the six minutes back And who had the last laugh Us Because we made it count Well The funny thing about it Is I thought we'd, our chance was gone I know we got the six minutes Stoppage time But when McGinn Misses a chance You don't usually get Those big opportunities Passed up And then you still Take three points So you got to say Fair play to the lads And John McGinn as well Set piece Three minutes into Extra time It's got to be on the money You know how many times You see people yep. hitting the front man Or you see them Blowing it over the bar That was right in the money Jack, Was it Jack Henry That flicks mm-hmm. on as well It looked like one From the training ground Right in those last minutes And that's important To stick to the game plan Yeah Even up to the final it's whistle It's taken me a while To bring this up But I'm just Finally going to make you Feel even worse right So I said Kenny was at the game I was at the game You were you were stuck at home Watching Aye. it You heard about producer Callum he was, he was rubbing it? shoulders with Kenny Miller and oh, the like. He's he, so he was, big time, he was in the box. He has changed hospitality. He was, he, he, was, he was texting me, right? and he, he's, <laughs> not, he's, he's calling him Compton. Oh, he wasn't Honestly, rubbing yeah, shoulders yeah. with Compton. Sel- was he? Selfies, Compton, yeah. not even Martin yeah. Compton. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Selfies. He was telling me, he was saying, uh, he was telling me, don't worry, Kenny's in on Monday. Kenny and I had it off. He said, Kenny was shouting, see you Monday, Callum, and he was on the way out. He used to slaughter you as well, Kenny. He's oh, a big no, Dundee United imagine, fan So he used to slot it Honestly And you were He's you, changed And you, I, I didn't even know You got a, a cap You got a cap And you were stuck at home Exactly It's ridiculous Honestly uh, Daniel thank you for bringing that up Sorry it's short and sweet I want to squeeze one more in But will you give us a call back Sometime Daniel Yes I will do Good Fun man off tonight And many hopefully come Thank you very much It was nice to speak to you Do it again Let's do one more though We're short in time John and Paisley Take it away Hi there I'd just like to say um, Kenny Moore uh, had mentioned there Hello guys Sorry for Oh school. you're fine On you go uh, Kenny had mentioned how It'd been good to have The Nations League back in the day But also I mean the amount of decisions That Scotland uh, Didn't qualify through uh, VAR would have been a, a, a saving grace for us In the past Thinking of loads of the games Where they've been Absolutely bumped like, Against referees It's been horrendous I mean the amount of bets As well I've lost this <laughs> That's it's really what you mean no, I, I, Of course I, I saw it I, I do apologise But am I just that, I think Jack Henry and the VAR thing that we've really benefited from that, and it's been brilliant actually being a Scotland fan tonight. I mean, I remember that the worst one is obviously Alan Hutton getting bashed off the ball <sighs> against Italy, which was horrendous. And we even uh, scored against Wales under Levine as well. Uh, apparently, a good, really good goal for Stephen Fletcher, but the ball apparently went out, which it never. There's been such horrendous decisions. So, so that and the fact that also uh, Jack Henry hasn't been mentioned much. I think he's been brilliant for Scotland, and. Um, it's nice to see, and I'm a Rangers fan, but it's nice to see guys 
However, regardless, um, you know, progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the far thing um, Is a big effort Kenny what's the one That sticks in the throat I mean someone's going to Get in touch and say I wouldn't have made any difference For Alan Hutton's Because that was just a free kick But we'll, we'll ignore that 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 must be the one That sticks in the throat For you the most is it It was I Because again it, it killed the game You know there's still A few minutes to go And it killed the game And I think even the fact If I remember right I think if we had We got a point I think it still maybe Made a little bit of difference To maybe the other game if what, right. what, what the result could have been But you know They still gave us a chance To go for that one In that in the last minute So it was an absolute killer He's absolutely right The, the Wales one as well There was a good goal given I'd forgotten about that yeah, one Yeah I think the ball Again we never knew What was going on right. at the time Is it offside Is it crossed what, What's going on here And obviously the ball Was apparently had went out Where a few uh, Did you play in the Lithuania dive Incident was it? Was, was Michaelinus, wasn't it? The guy who ended up at Hearts. Uh, was that Jackie Matnam? Was that Jackie Mackett done that? Was that? I can't remember. I remember. I do remember it. Yeah, but there's a few. And you know what? If you look back on it, there'll be loads of probably decisions. It maybe not be direct to a goal or something that could have maybe led. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Barty Bonus. But Saturday night, I was pleased. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I like that last point as well because I feel like we've mentioned almost everyone. Jack Hendry, Mark, um, again, you know, we're talking about guys who all of a sudden are like you know, mainstays in the team. Yes, he replaced Grant Hanley, but he would have played anyway, you would imagine. I mean, the McTominay coming back kind of muddied things from the last game, but yeah, he the, played on the right side previously. Yeah, the level he's at now, where he's found his game, where uh, how well he's progressed since he's left Celtic. Uh, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Very, uh, very confident young man Knows where he wants to go And I think he's he's looking to go even further I think he may mm-hmm. be using this as a stepping stone And can we afford to leave players like him out? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great headache for Steve Clark to have Because we, we didn't have that before Guys that are playing Champions League football And you're thinking, will he start? Won't he start? I think he's been terrific And Kenny, as an experienced goal-getter Did it show that you know, there is an art to these things. There, there is there is practice that goes in. So Austin McPhee's been brought into the coaching staff to pay a lot of attention to set pieces. You could see before the ball even got to Jack Henry's head, McTominay almost knew where exact exactly where to go. You could tell all night we were trying to flick on, we were trying to get people, and it was just when I watched it back, McTominay, it was almost like he it, it had been. Planned so to speak To get round the back And get on the end of that I flick think, on you know, I don't think it'll have been Give it to Jack Henry No Jack for Henry, sure you flick on No but Tom just but That I think type it's, of it's that, if, you, if you watch the Corners a lot That kind of glance It's probably going to It's either going to go in Or if, if you cover that back area You're going to have a, You could have a tap in So it just looked like you say Like, like McTominay's mm-hmm. red If it comes here I'm going to be there You know And that's like Mark says If that's been worked on You need to stick to that Right to the mm-hmm. end Because set plays There's a lot lot Talked about how They can win and lose your games You know Fortunate for us That won us a game on, on Saturday And it was just covering The right area On a second phase uh, Thank you very much John It was a good point to finish on We are almost out of time Which means we need to see If Mark and Kenny Can come up with the final two answers 12 players on top of Andy Robertson Who have done what he's done Got into the 50 cap group uh, Having never played for the old firm Jim Layton, Darren Fletcher McLeish, Miller, McAllister, Law Malpass, Gallagher, Joe Jordan Gordon Strachan, two to go I've got one more I think But I'm out after go on, then. Go for it. Billy Brenner Yes Good Was Mark, he, Did he play in England? Um, yeah I think so this, Yeah Martin no Buchan? definitely did No 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 no, no. I'm, I'm out We're going way back His main clubs were actually West Brom and Man City Way back though Oh no Man nah, City In I fact do you know what Not only did they not play for the old firm I don't think he played up here at all Give us initials A-H Said we're going way back It's not Andy Halliday 
Surprisingly enough. Alex. No, oh, no. That's the thing. If I give you his first name, yeah. I've never heard anyone else with this first name. Asa. Asa Hartford. Asa Hartford. Uh, there we go Thank you Mark Kenny It was a pleasure I think we're going to have you on Next week again So we'll speak to you then And Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>